Hey everybody, it's Chris here. So we had a lot of technical difficulties with this episode, and unfortunately, for some reason, Brian's track and my track have an echo in it. Ricky is the only one who does not. I have done everything in our power to um, try to get rid of this. Unfortunately, because of all the technical difficulties, the main copy of the episode got destroyed. And this is actually our backup. And as you can tell, our technical difficulties followed us through our backup. So I apologize for the way uh, the quality of this week's episode. Promise that we're going to get this under control for next week. Unfortunately, I was not able to do much more to this episode, but hopefully you can enjoy the show. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Gamers became dads and now we're looking for cheat codes. Welcome to episode 58 for the week of November 28, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and joining us as usual is Brian. Hey, hey, you erased, you changed the script. How dare you? How did I change the script? You know, you know what you <laughs> For everybody who can't see this, Brian updated this week's show docket and he put, and joining me as usual are two superiors to myself. Did you really think, like, Heads up, Ryan. The show notes have notes in me, in there for me, but I don't read them. I just, it's just in case I ever lose my tempo. That's what I was hoping for. Because then I would have been like, ah, he, 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 no, don't worry. Yeah, that would, that would be sad. And joining us as well as Ricky. What's going on, everybody? So, once again, well, before we get started, Gaming Dad goes live each and every Wednesday. Um, it goes on on podcast services all over the world. Uh, make sure to subscribe and rate us because that gets us more listeners. And, of course, it gets, us the, show, gets the show directly to your device. Um, and before we keep going with the show, how's everybody doing? How are you, Ryan? I'm great because now I get to watch you flounder through your uh, words. So it's even funnier. Oh, do I still have my camera on? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you still have your camera on. So I just want you to do that. Well, you know, it happens. So it'll be more entertaining. If, if we ever do post these videos live or something, then it'll be more entertaining for anybody who's interested. So, with that said, and aside from making fun of me, Brian, how are you? Sure. My wife, uh, I got to talk to Maria. She's in Thailand, which apparently is in the future. It's two, It's Wednesday morning there right now. So uh, that was interesting. I talked to her last night twice. It was nice. Once with the kids, and then I got to talk to her by myself after everybody went to sleep. So that was good. That's cool. Now, here's the cool part. For some of our listeners, it is also Wednesday morning. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, of course, we're recording this Tuesday evening. So, In, Over the course of recording this, we're recording on Tuesday, and it's Wednesday there where she's at. So when this releases, it'll be Thursday there instead of Wednesday. Does that, that make you feel better, Chris? That yes, only, that only a little bit. Only a little you sure it won't be Wednesday night? It'll be Thursday, you jerk. That's time people normally listen to this. So apparently we're picking a little too hard on Brian. So how's it going, Ricky? 
I'm, I'm enjoying this uh, video chat we got going on over here. You know, <laughs> I get to I get to see you count your fingers now every single time you're trying to remember something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, forget I forget that, that I talk a lot with my hands. <laughs> you're not Latin or Italian at all, Chris. <laughs> not even a little bit. That's not even a thing that they do. No, not even a little bit. So. Nah, I've been good. Um, what you call it? Last week we celebrated uh, Thanksgiving at my dad. Oh, no, at my house. Yeah, we ended up cooking here. Um, then on Friday, my old sister-in-law came into town to go pick up my nephews because um, I had my nephews literally like all week long, and uh, we got roped into basically spending the night over there, and uh. As you know, I have two daughters. Uh, my youngest one decided to have a tantrum uh, because she got super tired and she got really cranky and didn't want to go to sleep. And she was just basically crying hysterically, punching, kicking. Like, there was no way to soothe her whatsoever. So then me and the wife basically uh, kind of felt bad since we had kind of guests over at my dad's house. So we decided to take the youngest one, you know, no put her in the car and just kind of drive her around the neighborhood or anything. So, yeah, first, because we were driving around the neighborhood, my wife ended up sitting in the front seat with my two-year-old, or about-to-be two-year-old. We drove, like, around the neighborhood for, like, ten minutes. I didn't work. So we ended up parking back at my dad's house, ended up getting the cart seat out of the wife's car because my dad had been borrowing my car the whole week uh, because of my nephew's. And uh, we put it in my car and everything. We, again, tied her down, started driving uh, through the neighborhood a little bit more. We left the neighborhood. She was still crying. And then at one point, I was like, you know what? I'm over this. Got on the highway. Once we started doing about 60 to 80 miles an hour, that's when my freaking about-to-be two-year-old decided to fall asleep. (laughs) So apparently, speed puts her to sleep. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it, it, it has nothing to do with her father. I bet you, not yeah, even in the slightest. No, I think she was probably thinking about I'd rather go to sleep before he kills me. So <laughs> she ended up falling asleep. She could sense the tension through the situation. Was like, this is probably for the best. Oh no, yeah, there, were, there, were, there was tension. I would say there was tension. <laughs> You're not alone, dude. Killian's been on that train too recently. He started the. So he didn't he used, used to be, to be like, like, really loud, but, but he, just he just recently discovered, discovered that his voice has that extra octave that most younger children have in the, in the higher range. range. So, so now, now I have, have that blood-curdling scream that I have to look forward to whenever, like, say you take a phone from him or something like that that he's playing with. And you guys are freaking nerds. Chris is rubbing his nipple right now. I mean... I don't know why. I mean, what we're doing on camera, Brian, is supposed to be a Yeah, I'll be our, I'll be our visual to audio translator for the show. Oh, God. We're just making sure that you can concentrate, Brian. Normally, normally I can. I'm not used to this situation where I'm staring at the two of you. It's been like a year since I've, I've had to put up with that. Yeah, well. <laughs> why? Oh, don't, God, why? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Anyway. Put it down. <laughs> so, 
with that much mention of Ricky, it's almost like Beetlejuice. So let's go to Ricky's corner. What's coming out this week, Ricky? Uh, we have a couple games coming out this week. Um, we're going to start it off with uh, Darksiders 3 coming out for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, that came out on November the 27th. Um, Chris, I, I wish you had more information on this, but uh, coming out also on the 27th was the beta for the Red Dead Online. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit more into that in one of the, one of the articles that we have, but... I'll share the story now because you you brought it up. I I happen to be one of the lucky few that somehow got the beta access early. Not sure how. I know that I've been a member of the PlayStation beta program for a while, so I, every now and then I get things like that. And um, I apparently got it, but of course, the system didn't download it until about 10 minutes before it was time to record. And literally the minute that I was, I put my controller down, it installed and reset, and it gave me the option to go online. And I was like, oh, damn it. So sadly, no, I don't, I don't know what it's like yet, but stay tuned for next week, because I'm definitely diving into that this weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> then uh, moving from that one... Surprisingly enough, I was actually surprised when I saw this one, but this game came out for the PC for on the 28th. It's called Artifact, and it was actually developed by Valve Corporation. I did not know that Valve was still creating oh, video man, games. They're making games again. I know. That's, I got surprised when I saw this. Um, we actually covered an article on that. I think like uh, four or five months ago. It's been a while since we covered it again. So yeah, so that's reconfirmed. So yeah, it's pretty surprising. Um, it is a basically a card, uh, a gaming collection, digital card game. So if you're into those type of games, you know, go check it out. That came out on the 28th for PC only. Uh, we also have a game that's coming out for the PC and the PS4. It's called Fimble. It came out on the 29th. We also have Nary. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's Tower of Sheeran coming out for the PC and the Switch on the 29th. We have Ride 3 coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One on November the 30th. And then we have Ark Survival Evolved coming out for the Switch on November the 30th as well. And that is all, folks. All right, now, so Brian, as I mentioned, had updated the show docket for this week, and I think that he did it for this particular next topic. He put it in the news section, but I don't think that it really applies to the news, so I put it over in the topics of discussion for this week. So this week, Brian wants to talk about the drama in the Pokemon community and the gaming communities in general, so I'm very curious as to what you're talking about. Well, given that we're podcasters, We'll eventually be streamers, of course, all that good stuff. Well, you guys are already streaming. Anyways, uh, I wanted to discuss like some of the things that happen with the content creators for these different games. Pokemon in particular, because I noticed there's a lot of this craziness going on. So I follow a couple of big streamers for Pokemon. You know the process they have to go through through Nintendo. You know, they have to get the approval ratings, have a certain amount of likes and all that stuff. So the ones that I do follow are Nintendo certified, and that would be guys like Austin John Plays, Felicify, Poketips, uh, and I even use the website Cerebi.net. 
is like your one-stop source for like Pokemon moves, what they evolve in, what they need in order to do certain things, you know, competitive natures, things. The, basically, it's like the the encyclopedia of the Pokemon games. Yeah, the central hub. So, in watching these different tip videos, I've discovered that there is a lot of beef between a couple of these guys. In particular, Verlicify has the most amount of haters that I've seen with anybody who does any kind of gaming reviews or anything like that. And it's interesting. So, this all revolved around the information regarding shiny farming, or shiny hunting, which is a big deal for a lot of the more hardcore Pokemon fans. For anybody who doesn't know what that is, basically, shiny Pokemon are different colored Pokemon than their original colors are supposed to be. Like, say, there's a red Caterpie instead of a green one. And there's a very rare, slim chance of you finding this out in the wild, and there's different things you can do in order to increase those chances. Now, the information for shiny hunting came out very quickly for Pokemon uh, within within the first week of it being released. And there was information that was put out. Brian. Later, the information was wrong for the shiny hunting. Uh, okay, Brian, I think we need you to go back. Unfortunately, you dropped out of that call. Yeah, the controller died. I was hoping I could save it. So anyways... So the information revolves around shiny hunting in particular, and I've already covered what that is, but in the, within the first week, a lot of the big names in the Pokemon community, like Austin John Plays and Serebii.net, put out a lot of information that has come out later on to be false. And Verlicify, yeah, false. So for instance, when you're catching Pokemon, there's a chance of you getting certain items, like barriers, which make it easier for you to catch Pokemon. Cerebi put out a list of all the different items that you could supposedly get through catching these Pokemon and what their chances were based on chains and based on just chance in general. Now, that list had silver and gold variants with the berries on them. But it's come out and you really can't. People have done chains of 500 Pokemon and not gotten a single silver or gold berry from these. So the likelihood of them popping up is zero. There's no way you wouldn't go through that many Pokemon and not see one version of these. Anyways, Verlicify, who waited, waited to put out any videos of shiny hunting or any of this other information that's come out recently to do his own research and actually go through the game, called out these players, specifically the founder of Cerebi.net, the big encyclopedia website. He called him out on it because the information came out that what he had put on the website was wrong, and he's not changing it. So now you've got this back and forth between the big name for Cerebi and Verlicify, and Verlicify has also called out all the other shiny hunting videos that have popped up because they're wrong. The information that they put out is wrong. So, all this drama revolving around a game that millions of people love, and these people have millions of followers, so now, obviously, the people that like Verlicify are against Austin John and Sarah, and the people that like Austin John and Sarah are against Verlicify, the people that like Poketips are calling out Verlicify for a couple, like, it's all this back and forth, and all this drama, all for 
this little bit of information, anybody here waited just a little bit longer, would have came to light as being correct or wrong or anything like that. And I find that a lot of these things, the information that people put out for the games, like for instance for Forza, when it came out, there was a lot of tips on how to do this and how to do that, and it changed over time. It's just unnecessary. All these content creators... So, when you, whenever you have somebody who is... Anyways, they're over here. Ricky's wearing a Santa hat. This is happening I feel, I feel like he's just being a tattletale right now. Anyway. No, because they're trying to fuck me up while I'm talking to you guys. No, they is nothing. He's trying to fuck you up. I'm just laughing at it, okay? So, okay. So, so anyway, your conversation. conversation. But are you really surprised, Brian? Are you really that surprised when everybody, all everybody's ever after is just more drama? Like it's, it, drama feeds more drama, and, and that's what keeps people interested in everything. I mean, realistically, let's. Uh, I mean, there's drama everywhere. There's drama on the news. There's drama on TV. There's drama in the movies. There's hell. There's drama in this show sometimes. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it's just everywhere, and people feed off of it. So I, I kind of just feel that it's like human nature, and it sucks. But it it, it boils down to what we talk about on the show almost every week: is be a better person. Don't be a jerk. You know that that's kind of like partly partly our mantra is don't be a jerk. And and there's sadly the gaming community is filled with people that are just jerks because of X, Y, or Z. And that actually ties into the cheat code of this week, but we'll get there when we get there. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a toxic behavior and it sucks that it's part of the community. And, and I, I, like you said, all they have to do is wait, right? Yeah. So my problem is, is that all this drama, all this beef that people are having back and forth, like first off, how ridiculous is it that there's beef between two people talking about Pokemon all the time? Like, how crazy is that, that that is something that people have to grind each other's gears over back and forth? But, I mean, I guess my issue is that how much different would the gaming community, let's say the Pokemon community in general, be if these content creators actually work together to figure these things out instead of just trying to one-up one another? Uh, I mean, I'm personally a fan of all of the names in question that I brought up. Relicify, Austin John, Pilkatips, Cerebi. I used them all. I looked them all up. And it's it's almost heartbreaking, really, that these guys can't, like, get together and actually, like, help each other and make the community better through cooperation instead of this, like, I'm going to feed off this negative energy and make a video about it kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you would think that people would be more accepting of it and more open to it, but it's, it's all a big competition. It's everybody's just trying to get views, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't. It's just, it's frustrating and it's upsetting, but like, I, I don't even know what the solution would be at this point. You know what I mean? Cause people, the people in, in charge of this, the people that are doing this at this point are grown ass people. You know, it's not like they're a child. It's not like they're, you know, a teenager that's going through, you know, puberty and going through emotions and going through all these like chemical changes that make you be a certain way. It's none of that, you know? Yeah, this is a bunch of grown men play Pokemon for a living, butting each other's heads over the shiny rates for a Pokemon. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. 
I'm sorry, sorry Ricky's, Ricky's being, being quiet, quiet in his goofyism. So, so what, what do you think about all this, Ricky? Ricky? I, I mean, it's drama. Excuse me, Long you need to call him by his proper name. name. Santa, Santa Claus, Claus, please tell us what you think. Ho, 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 ho. Why, my opinion, let me oh tell you. <laughs> <laughs> now, all these kids are going to join my naughty list. Uh, if they don't quit arguing back and forth. You know, everything on the internet, you know, if you take, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, you can't truly say that everything that you read on the internet is going to be 100% accurate. There's going to always be some kind of variation to the actual story of how things actually really are. So, I mean, a solution for it, I, I don't know. You know, people are just like being little whiny uh, biots, but hey. That's but the ego is to the side. Pretty much, you know. It's like you say, you know, everybody just needs to mellow down, you know, come together as a community and actually help each other out. You know, that's at least that's what we would hope, you know, from them. Um, if they would do it, great. If they don't, then that's just, you know, part of the Internet and sad because it, it happens a lot more often than not but but yeah i mean there's yeah that's just people out there for you man so i would actually actually like to hear hear from our community so we're we're gonna go ahead brian Brian, would you mind posting that uh when this episode goes live i'd like to see what some of the community members have to say and then of course if you comment over at a facebook group and that's facebook.com backslash groups backslash gaming dad 101 uh make sure to join the discussion tell us what you think about this topic and we'll read your comment on next week's episode no. Now, now that, that we, we are covered that topic, let's go ahead and get into the news for this week. And I want to start in the news with something a little lighthearted because it was, it's it's something that Ricky and I had a good laugh when we were doing the show because it turns out that I thought I had put this news on the docket. Turns out he did it, but either way, Family Guy paid homage to Goldeneye in one of their latest episodes, and let me tell you, it was beautiful. It was. It was like reliving the game. It was kind of sad and kind of amazing how accurate that was. Have you guys had a chance to see it? I have not, given that I don't have cable or anything. Oh, man, it's a shame. I'm going to see if I can find it on YouTube and send it over to you so you can take a look at it because well, it's, it's wonderful. If you actually go into the article, the video is actually on the actual article itself. Um, it's a YouTube clip that's on there, and you'll be able to see it. Perfect. If you're, yeah, if you're Goldeneye is I would say Goldeneye is probably one of the games that define shooters to be what they are today. Like, if you go back to Nintendo 64, that's, like, one of the games that you have to have with the Nintendo 64 if you're, like, committing yourself to get every good game that it has. So it's awesome that it's spread out culturally to even further to, like, cartoons and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry. Great comeback to that. No, I was watching the clip. It was, <laughs> they actually mimicked it, you know, pretty, actually, pretty good. Um, I enjoyed the clip. Uh, I guess they were trying to escape a, a jail or something like that, and they literally played the initial, and it's the initial mission of the GoldenEye game. So if you ever play that, they actually replayed it pretty accurately 
to the way that they even escaped the episode. So check it out. It's fun. You know, I love Family Guy. Who doesn't? You know, that's just my kind of shows. So yeah, yay. <laughs> I think it's harder for me to appreciate, given that there's a character named Brian in it. But, you know, I still yeah, enjoy it a lot. But he's really smart, right? Eh, I mean, kind of. He's an adult, first off, so there's that. Exactly. Anyways. I really wish we had a camera for that. Because... I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <clears throat> we need to stop the visual gags. This is a podcast, podcast guys. Damn it, keep it serious. So, <laughs> with that said, stop title telling. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Anyway, um, so back to the news. So yeah, it was really nice um, that they did that. It was pretty cool. I, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Go to YouTube. It's a it's a pretty neat little clip, and I just wanted to add that because I thought it was awesome. Um, even though clearly Ricky thought it was awesome too, because he's the one who actually did put it on. Hey. <laughs> so, with that said, also, we did get news uh, a couple of months ago. We did report over on the Nintendo bronze sites that were getting sued. Um, there was basically the two major sites that um, had Nintendo ROMs out there, and that is LoveRoms.com and LoveRetro.com. Uh, unfortunately, it seems that Nintendo, as everybody predicted, has won the lawsuit. And they are being compensated to the tune of $12,230,000 that was agreed upon on a settlement. That's the next Zelda right there. <laughs> nah. Um, I was actually reading into the article a little bit more. And per the article, they're pretty right. I believe that's not going to be the final decision because I don't think that those people can actually afford that amount of money. I mean, let's got it. Let's let's be realistic. Not everybody has twelve million dollars just laying around to pay out. You know, they'll probably settle in the back end. You know, do a, a private you know settlement, and we will never know the actual amount that they actually paid towards the lawsuit. But it's more like they did it whenever, um, whenever you were first downloading illegal, you know, music and all that stuff. That they did that very first lawsuit with LimeWire and all that. That they made an astronomical amount, and uh, and and it really never went through past it. But I think it's more deteriorating. Deteriorating. Can't even talk today. Deterring. Deterring people. Yeah, deterring people from actually, you know, having websites like this to be able to download games illegally, you know, and pirate them. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think anybody's shocked, shocked whatsoever, whatsoever that, that, you know, you know they were going to win this lawsuit and that realistically it is in their best interest to settle. That's going to be the cheapest route, essentially, because if you do go through court fees and everything, you're going to not only pay out what you need to pay Nintendo, but you're going to, of course, because you lost your chances, are going to have to take care of all the court fees involved in that as well. So it's definitely in everybody's best interest to settle. But once again, not no surprise whatsoever. I mean, it's kind of like when you're eating cookies on a diet. You know it's bad, but you do it anyways. You hope you don't get caught. I mean, it's, I mean the it's the same, same thing with the ROMs. Like, like people know, know it's illegal, illegal, but they do it anyways. They hope they don't get caught. But they got caught, and uh, twenty twelve million dollars later, 
<laughs> Here we are. Now that's one way to put it on there for sure. So. Hey, at least it's not Disney. At least it was Nintendo. I can't imagine what Disney would have did to uh, your Ricky incriminating himself right here. CIA, watch out. Damn it, Brian. Allegedly. Tattletale ever. I'm sorry, but it's like that meme where the dude was like, hey, CIA, what do you think about this post? It was like, it needs more flavor from the CIA on Twitter. Like, I don't know why you do that. They know you're doing it. They just don't care. I swear to God, I think Brian is worse than my five-year-old. Oh, <laughs> um, you, you're the idiots who got it all on video. Of course I'm going to talk about it. This is not video, sir. This is audio recording. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a uh-huh. podcast, okay? It's a podcast. Uh-huh. So moving on to the next news article, Valve has pulled out of the console space and is no longer going to be making Steam Link machines. Now, if you were one of the lucky people that took advantage of Cyber Monday and, uh, you know, Black Friday deals and everything that took place on Amazon and, uh, you know, any retailer out there, and you happen to get one of these, congratulations, you're one of, you're one of the last people who is ever going to be able to buy this. Um, Valve is still going to be supporting some of the software for it, and you're still going to be able to get that support to your new console if you did receive it, um, but they're no longer going to be making it. They are officially pulling out of that space, which is kind of weird, kind of expected, kind of disappointing. What do you guys think about it? I mean, they had it on sale for two ninety nine. From a $50 machine. I mean, I was surprised. I was kind of jealous that I actually did not get the chance to actually purchase one. Because when I noticed that uh, the sale was going on, it was like literally already sold out. I literally almost had tears coming down my eyes. Oh, man. What about you, Brian? I mean, given that I was working at GameStop when there was like... Amazon Fire Sticks and the streaming boxes and all that stuff that was still going around. I kind of saw this as like a dying front because I think it was the technology is just a little too early for anybody to really like take up on it too quickly. Uh, I remember even a customer wanting me to like try to find out where he could find one because they were on sa- last year for the Christmas season. They were actually on sale for half off and. Uh, they asked me to try to find one. The only two places I could find one was a GameStop in Alaska and a GameStop in Hawaii, ironically. And neither one of those actually shipped to the mainland. So it was pretty funny then. I was like, well, I mean, it's, it's dying out. Because that first phase of technology, it was just too new. People weren't ready for it. The Internet wasn't even ready for it. Speeds weren't really fast enough to really make use of it. So, I mean, yeah. They're probably going to make another one down the road, though, once everything else, all the other streaming services start taking off. That's my thought there. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if they actually make something similar to that type of box, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of... While I find it a little sad, the problem that Steam always had is that their Steam machines were never really standardized. And I get that that's kind of what they were going after to an extent, but the reason Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo do as well as they do is because there's a standardized box. You know, everything is going to be the same across the board. And even when they do upgrades like the Pro and stuff, they make it so that everything is compatible with each other. But you had some Steam boxes that 
you know, didn't have the same specs, so they couldn't run the same games, and that already was a problem. You had third parties making their own boxes, which was another problem. As Brian mentioned, the infrastructure that we had when these things were out also wasn't the best, so there were a lot of things going against them. So it's kind of bittersweet. I like that Valve, as Ricky mentioned prior, is clearly getting back into game development. And let's hope that there's a portal game. Uh, I don't know about Half-Life. Everybody's always been expecting Half-Life 3. Hopefully, you know, that finally comes out for people. I still won't hold my breath. I'm just like as I'm trying not to hold my breath for Portal as well, but we'll see. Because clearly Valve doesn't like making threes of anything. So... We'll see how it plays out, but it's kind of a shame that they're not in there because I've always wanted that kind of a console experience for the PCs. Now, I am happy and lucky enough to now have a PC of my own that can do these games, but, you know, in the years past, I would always have weaker machines. It would have been nice to have that box where I still could play those games. Yeah, because the way that the machine actually works, it doesn't have any sustaining hardware to be able to play any of the actual games. All they really did was you would have to have your computer on, you know, and running Steam at the same time, and you're just basically streaming whatever's running on your actual computer over to whatever TV or monitor you actually had the Steam link connected to. So those those were some of the few flaws that it actually had. And um, I know if you try to do it over internet, you know, if you were using a 2.5 uh, wavelength, Wi-Fi. yeah, Wi-Fi really wasn't working. You would have to be more on the 5 um, gigahertz, yeah, 5 gigahertz or above, you know, to be able to actually play decently. But the best experience was to actually hardwire the connection to your internet. Um, so you still have... You know, pretty good limitations on it, but overall, they did have a really good idea. Yeah, well, hopefully, if they do come back, like Brian's saying, hopefully they do come back with something stronger, because I'd love to see that. So, moving on now, we did touch base on this, as Ricky mentioned. The beta for Red Dead Redemption Online went live, uh, essentially yesterday, for when you're listening to this episode, live for us today. Um, sadly, as I mentioned, the, the, my mine downloaded and installed right before we started recording, so I didn't get a chance to check it out, but I will talk about it next week. But for those of you curious as to when you're going to be able to get access to it, so <clears throat> on November 27th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, it's going to be uh, initialized and accessible for owners of the Ultimate Edition of Red Dead Redemption 2, which is why I mentioned I'm not sure why I have access, because I didn't get the Ultimate Edition, but nevertheless, not look a gift horse in the mouth. The next day, the beta is going to be open for those people who played Red Dead Redemption 2 on the first day of release, and that, which was October 26th, of course. And then on Thursday, November 29th, those that played the game in its first three days of release, October 26th through the 29th, are going to have access. And then on Friday, November 30th, online multiplayer will be open for all Red Dead Redemption 2 players. So based on what access you have and depending on certain things, clearly, as I mentioned, I am part of the PlayStation beta program, so I do have access to certain things a little earlier sometimes. So if you're a member of that, maybe you might be able to get in sooner. But those are the timelines that they're looking to roll it out. Now, I like the fact that they're doing kind of a slower rollout and doing it in phases. This should minimize the crashes that everybody experiences whenever a multiplayer game goes online. However, I I will not hesitate to say that everybody keep in mind 
mind, this is a mass multiplayer online game. It's going to crash servers no matter what, especially in the beginning. And especially with the holidays around the corner, Christmas is going to be coming out the day of Christmas. I guarantee you those servers will be crashing all day. So I think that Rockstar has learned a lot from what happened with Grand Theft Auto V, and I'm really happy that they're doing this rollout this way. For me, it makes perfect sense. I mean, they're slowly and gradually stress testing their servers by adding more and more people to it over the course of time that they are setting up. Uh, I mean, I can't really say too much more because I have no intention of playing the game. But, I mean, I, I remain hopeful that people are still going to be able to enjoy it once once it comes out. The thing in the article that they said, though, is that this is a beta release of the online. So people do need to come to terms that there are probably going to be bugs, there's probably going to be clipping, there's probably going to be drop issues. But that's, that's why they're releasing it the way that they are, is so that they can find these bugs and fix them. Because, again, they are learning from their mistakes with Grand Theft Auto or the issues they've had with Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it makes perfect sense for them to do it this way. Yeah, I totally agree as well um, with the way that they're rolling this thing out. Uh, the good thing is, too, that it is a beta. Unfortunately, a lot of people expect way too much from a beta service. They expect, you know, like a full-blown game when it's really not. It's literally on the on the title of beta, you know, break it at this time. But, uh, you know, people just don't seem to understand that. But hopefully, you know, they work everything out, you know, and everything starts playing smooth when actually they ever roll out the actual main online service. Uh, I've never played a Red Dead game, period. Um, I know I was telling Chris earlier prior to the show that I'll probably have this added to my Christmas wish list to see if the wife, uh, <laughs> you know, gets it for me. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we'll see, you know, and then uh, I'll be able to join Chris, you know, and play online and check it out and hopefully be able to give you more feedback on how everything works. Yeah, I'm super psyched about it. So we'll, I'll definitely have something to say about it next week, whether it be good or bad, we'll find out, but definitely next week. And then, of course, as we know, Red Dead being Red Dead and as amazing as Red Dead has been. It's making other developers take notice and want to make sure that they're doing the same thing. So CD Projekt Red actually came out and stated that Cyberpunk 20, 2077 is going to be in the final Red Dead. Now, a lot of the footage that we've seen for Cyberpunk has not been the best. We've seen some test footage. We've seen a lot of uh, style art and things of that nature. And a lot of the comments that people have had is that it doesn't look as good as they expected. Now, apparently CD Projekt Red is perfectly aware of the situation and of course they're going to be fixing it and they, that's the goal that they're getting to and that's part of why the, the date for release was pushed and everything because they want it to be as refined as Red Dead uh, and I'm, I'm going to let Brian say this quote because Brian I feel was very excited about this particular quote uh, you know which one I'm talking about Brian? Yeah I know which one you're talking about uh, so CD Projekt Red says they've learned from Rockstar and says they must release extraordinary games so they can earn themselves a fat piece of cake. In parentheses, money. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious that the creator was uh, talking about that. And, I mean, I get it. Because they're comparing 
I don't think they're actually comparing their game to Red Dead because they're two entirely different genres almost. No, um, not, not in a genre sense. In, in terms of quality and polish. Yeah. And I, this from me being the, the YouTube aficionado that I am and all the videos that I've watched, I pray to God that it's actually more polished than Red Dead. Because I've seen some of the crazy-ass bugs that Red Dead has. Like the dudes like spinning around on the beach and things like that and random horses and stuff just flying off in the sunset. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's insane that physics gets broken that crazily in the game. So my hope is that it's a little more polished, at least the Red Dead was. But um, I can see that they want to model themselves after it success-wise. And actually uh, make a full game. Now, whenever they release the video for the uh, 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 E3 trailer, actually, whenever they released it, I thought it was really good looking, in my opinion. I don't know where people are getting like the, the thought that it wasn't a very good looking game to begin with. I thought it looked great. Uh, Fantastic, even as far as graphics wise. You got to think of it this way, too, Brian. They, CD Projekt Red kind of outdid themselves with The Witcher. And the good thing about that is that they've shown what type of studio they are and what their capabilities are. The problem with that is that they've shown what type of studio they are and the capabilities they have. So then that's when expectations start to fly high and then people may not get the expectations that they have built for themselves only because they're overhyping themselves. So I agree with you. I don't think that things look really bad. I think that they looked good and I think that they looked on par with where they stated very clearly that they were in the project. See, one of the things I love so far about CD Projekt Red and I admire about them is that they seem to be very transparent as to what they're doing with their projects and what's going on. So you see... You see how they show you something that, you know, people were criticizing them for because it wasn't as good as it should be. But realistically, CD Projekt Red came and said, hey, this is pre-beta, pre-alpha footage that we're just showing you just to give you, you know, an idea of where we're headed. So it's one of those where even the people that were trying to come after them for the way that it looked didn't really have much to stand on because they were kind of transparent about it. And that's what I love about the studio. So I, I wish them all the luck and I can't wait to play this game. No, yeah. And again, it goes back to what I was just saying a moment ago. You know, uh, people expect a lot more from a beta, from a alpha footage. You know, again, this is not a final version of a game. You know, this is very, very beginning stages. And a lot of people seem to forget that. I'm not sure why. I can't. I think there was a, a one game that had a beta that was pretty close to finished product. And ever since then, you know, the expectations of it, you know, have just been extremely high. But again, people I think that's, remember. I think that's the issue with most of the betas these days is that they're not betas. They're stress tests for servers. Like that's that's pretty much it for the betas that we get nowadays, like for the Call of Duties and for the battle, Battlefields even, like all these, the betas weren't really like, a, like, hey, this is an incomplete game that we're showing you and we want you to find these bugs so we can fix them before the game is complete. It was more of like, hey, we're just making sure our servers are running at capacity. They don't break. Sorry, guys. That's about it. No, that's, no, what right. that's what I've noticed, is that that's, that's the trend these days, is that games aren't releasing betas, they're releasing server stress tests. And 
that's probably why people are stemming from that E3 videos or the videos that have been released so far is that they're expecting it to look like a complete game. And I'll say this is that I personally, I don't know about you guys, but with the videos that I've seen of Cyberpunk 2077, I have never seen a world that's more full and more alive, in my opinion. When you, when you look, look at the streets, the streets there, there is hundreds, hundreds of individual NPCs walking around and interacting with each other. There's neon signs and there's cars driving. Like, it's insane the amount of detail they put into the E3 trailer itself and the E3 gameplay itself that they put out. Which So I don't know where people are coming from when they're talking about this kind of stuff. I don't either, but I mean, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen all the stuff. I, I saw the stress, not the stresses, the um, video footage that they put out that people were criticizing them for, I saw that. And when I saw that, I and saw the negativity, I was like, you know what, I'm done with it, I'm going to go radio silent as much as possible on this, and, and I'm just going to enjoy the game when it comes out, and that'll be it. What do you think, Ricky? I'm just hanging out with my big uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 box, you know? <laughs> promo box sitting on my he's lap too, he's too excited about all this nerd stuff that he has in his room <laughs> hey don't hate Pretty okay much. don't hate alright so, so let's go ahead and we'll wrap, we'll wrap up the show for today and then um, of course if you're one of the new listeners to the show before we end the show every week we provide you what we call a parenting cheat code of the week now this week's cheat code was written by yours truly yours truly I don't know <laughs> hi truly Truly, that's going to be everywhere now. Truler. 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 Really, truler. 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 Truly. Hi, Trudy. So, it is uh, better to be humble and shock than it is to be cocky and let down. So, this stems from a conversation that I had with my oldest son uh, just today and how he... How he loves to play Fortnite. Now here's the problem. AJ doesn't ever actually play Fortnite. He he logs on to Fortnite and he just hides. And I know that that is a big part of Fortnite. But that's all he does. He never engages. He never seeks anybody out. He runs away. And he's... My kid is one of those really, really competitive kids. And I've been working with him to try to like understand that... It's okay to be competitive. It's not okay to be a jerk for, you know, not saying something else. So it's one of those cases where we had that discussion and I told him, you know, whenever you have friends, it is much, it's much better to sit there and act, you know, in a humble way rather than to say you're the best, you're the best. And then they end up mocking you and making fun of you. And it, then it just becomes like a giant joke, you know? So it was basically a conversation about humility and being humble and realizing that even if you are really good at something, there's always going to be somebody that is better than you at those, you know? And, and that's kind of what I've been working with him on learning because unfortunately he's one of those kids that if he wins, he loves to win. But if he loses, God forbid, because he starts looking for any excuse to put you down. So we're playing, so we're playing Mario Kart the other day. And he keeps telling me about how much better he is than me at all these levels. And then, of course, because I've been playing Mario Kart since the original Mario Kart came out, 
clearly it's it's child's play at this point for me it's just enjoyable so of course he ends up not winning it gets to a point where he yells at me because i'm not letting him win and then it proceeds to i want to win yeah basically and then it proceeds to go along the lines of oh yeah well you made me good but this person's better than you and it's like okay you know what i mean so he's he's kind of a sore loser in that regard and it's something that i've been wanting to work with him to try to improve so i'm hoping that the conversation we had today helped. Chris, I think you missed a valuable opportunity to go sit down, be humble, <laughs> sit down, be humble. Apparently, I did. <laughs> nah, I was just gonna say, you know, it it is a teachable moment. Um, pretty much now, not with video games, but. Overall, in general, when I try to teach my daughter, you know, I try to teach her to be humble and be appreciative of what she has. Uh, because, for example, um, one, we were talking to her about possibly getting her a bicycle for Christmas. You know, Santa bringing a bicycle for Christmas. And she wants a specific bicycle that was basically too small for her. You know, she's pretty tall. I'm pretty tall, so I have a pretty tall five-year-old. And the bicycle that she wanted is almost a tricycle. And the only reason why she wanted it is because it had a specific feature. We explained to her, it's like, listen, you're too big for this bicycle. We, you know, Santa may not be able to get this for you. And she's been really wanting a bicycle, but because we expressed that to her that the bicycle is too small, she basically got upset and started yelling at us, basically stating that, no, I no longer want a bicycle, I don't want nothing, you know, and not really being appreciative of the things that we, Santa Claus, can potentially get her, and situations like that, and it, it is hard uh, because we do want to teach her. It's like, listen, you know, we work hard. So at times we've, you know, spoken to her and told her, it's like, listen, you know, mommy and daddy, we got to go to work. We got to make money. You know, if you like, you know, the toys that we normally get you and all that stuff, mommy and daddy have to work, you know, to be able to get you those stuff. You know, the, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. So whenever we buy you something, it's because we love you and we expect for you to take care of those items, you know, not to just throw them off to the side or rip their hair off or just like toss them up in the air and throw them on the floor or whenever you get upset. So I do get whenever, you know, they get upset over something that it's not going their way, you know, and so I wish you the best because I am going through it at this time and I know it sucks. Yeah, basically want to wring their heads off, but hey, what can you do? Yeah, you got to love them and teach them. Pretty much. I can see that as something that I'm going to struggle with with Nolan later on, because right now he is a huge trash talker. I didn't think a four-year-old could trash talk, but whenever he plays Mario Kart and he's in there, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to knock you off the bridge. Yeah, I got you. Look at I'm winning. Yeah. Like, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, you, uh, you no, did it. No, no, that's the worst no, part. No. You won't not realize it, but there will be the one day that you sit there and you go, where the hell did he learn? And it'll suddenly snap and you'll remember the time that you did it. And that's when it's going to tick you off the most because you realize you are your own worst problem. 
because I'm I'd like to think that I'm pretty humble whenever I'm playing video games. In the matter of fact, normally I'm pretty down on myself. I'm like, you idiot! Why the hell did you do that? Why did you? Yes, I see your face, Chris. When it comes to running you over with a freaking ghost, that's different. But I've never played Halo in front of him, so we'll calm down. <laughs> But normally, I'm pretty down on myself whenever I'm on video games. Like, I'm normally like, you idiot, why the hell did you do that? Oh, God, I messed up again. Yada, yada. I'm pretty negative. So I'm surprised he's picked up whatever little bit of, of cockiness that I might have whenever I'm playing. Because I know I do do it on occasion whenever I'm, like, playing Forza, for instance. But um, I can see that as being an issue. And I'd like to think one of the biggest things that you can do, just for my own personal opinion in order to make them humble is to not always let them be a winner i mean i understand letting them win when it comes to certain things is valuable because it lets gives them the feel good of like oh i accomplished something you know i'd be yeah ricky shaking his head and the thing that i've i've noticed or the thing that i feel like i've done is like for instance Nolan and I wrestle on occasion. You know, rough house, typical dad, son, like, hey, this is what we do type of deal. And I've had Maria a few times, like, why don't you let him win? Like, because then he won't understand that he didn't accomplish anything by beating me. Because my kids are smart. My kids are pretty darn smart. They're dumb when they do certain things, but for the most part, they're pretty intelligent boys. Nolan knows that being that he weighs a whopping 40 or 50 pounds soaking wet, that he's not going to take my big 250 pound ass and be able to beat me when it comes to certain things. He knows that. So whenever I'm faking, he even calls me out on it. He's like, you're not trying whenever I do certain things. Like, come on, Brian, play harder. Like, things like that. Like, he realizes that. So I think for me... Letting him understand that he's got to work harder than he already is if he wants to accomplish what he's trying to do is a way of teaching him how to be humble. Because there's a lot of circumstances where you're going to have something come naturally to you. There's going to be somebody who's going to throw a football, and the first time they throw it, they're going to be re within reasonably accurate. Versus me, I've thrown a football about 500 times, and I could probably hit the bronze side of a barn not one out of ten. So there's going to be people that have that natural ability to do something, but to work hard at it and to accomplish that goal that you're looking at, to be able to you know beat me that one day in wrestling. The second that he pins me and I can't get up, I'm really like, holy crap, bravo, son, you beat me. Like I'm really going to celebrate that because that's you know something that he actually did for himself. And I feel the same way. It's one of those. It's exactly what I told him in the conversation. Is. <clears throat> When he got mad at me and told me, why aren't you letting me win? I looked him dead in the eyes like, why should I? That's not how life works. I want you to learn what you're doing wrong so that you can correct it and improve. If I go easy on you, you're never going to learn what you need to fix. And that's kind of what it is. So then we started having a discussion. And that's kind of what I liked about it is that it opened up the room for discussion. As to, okay, you see what you're doing there. If you do this, this way, you're going to have a better result. If you try this, you're going to see the improvement. And eventually he started improving. 
now. He, of course, didn't beat me yet because realistically, when it boils down to it, is that every turn that I ever do in Mario Kart, I know how to hit the boost at least to a level two. You know what I mean? I either hit level two or level three boost. With that, of course, I have the advantage. He doesn't know how to do that, so I'm trying to teach him. So not only is it something that he's going to learn how to improve on his own, it's one of those cases where it's opening the opportunity for me to teach him something else and open up the arena for discussion, and we can communicate that way, and it's something that we're now sharing and learning together. I mean, hell, I'll, I'll you know, I'm, I'm an adult, but I'll, I will admit this. I got a little jealous on my nephew over the weekend, or over the last week, because I have played a total of, what, nine hours of um, Dark Souls 3, and like I said, me and Dark Souls don't get along. I will admit that. I suck at that game really, really bad, which nine hours into the game, and I still have not even made it halfway to the actual second boss. I've only passed the, sec- the first boss. Within this is thir- three? Yes. Within within about 30 minutes, my freaking oldest nephew was already in the third boss. I was like, you know what? Screw you, dude. Because <laughs> he, ma- he kept making fun of me, man. He kept throwing it in my face. I'm like, really, dude? Like, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. So, it, it, I, I do get it from both sides. You know, it sucks at times. Chris trying to take pictures, but okay. Nope. <laughs> selfie. Time to make a selfie. Your lip gloss is on point today, Chris. Dude, I appreciate we, it. We really need to do this as a video show as well for our listeners. <laughs> okay, so if you really, if you would be interested in also checking out a video version of the show, go over to our Facebook group and let us know. At this point, I think we're just we're seriously considering it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, all right. So, anything else that you guys would like to add regarding the cheat code? No. I mean, the best thing to do is that you are the best example for your kids when it comes to being humble. Because I mean, if there's any person in your entire house that's going to watch you more than anything, it's going to be your kid because they're looking up to you. So the best way to teach being humble is to be humble yourself. I'd like to think. Which is something that I'm sure every man, woman, and child on earth struggles with at some point or another. It's just one of those things. It's one of life's lessons. It's how to be humble. It's all right. With that said, is there anything that you guys would like to plug before the end of the show for this week? Kendrick Lamar knows how to be humble. Okay. He's apparently very humble. Fair enough. You know who's not humble? Kanye West. Or uh, that 6ix9ine guy. In prison, but we'll, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to say his name, so sure. Gucci Man! 6 9 or something like that. Yeah, sure. And I know it ends with 9. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Thank you once again, everybody, for joining us on this episode of Gaming Dad 101. I slowed down for a reason. I almost had the wrong show. <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, well, I was about to say thank you for joining us on this episode of Control C. Uh, we we, we got to do that crossover sometime soon. So, 
<laughs> Let me try this one more time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Gaming Dad 101 for episode 58. Remember to join us each and every single Wednesday on podcast services all over the world. Remember that for this and other shows, you can check out our website at geekandcast.com. You can check out our Twitter at geekandcast. You're able to follow Brian at Gaming Dad Brian on Twitter, Ricky on Picky Gamer Dad, and you can follow me at Viscon. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on this week's episode. We will see you next Wednesday. Doodles. Doodles.